Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And if you didn't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. And joining me today is our new co-host, Andrea Carter. How's it going, Andrea? Hey, John. It's a pleasure, and I'm so happy to be joining you as co-host to the podcast. Yes, uh, it's so exciting. So, Andrea, what is the chocolate news of this week? Well, it has been, um, you know, we interesting things have happened every single week that we've been talking, but I think we have seen some um, shining moments this week, both locally and nationally in the, um, across the United States. And when I say nationally, I'm talking about Biden signing his massive climate and healthcare legislation. I think that um, this has been a long time coming. It's not everything what everybody wants, but it's a beginning of um, signing some landmark um, landmark legislation that addresses climate change, which the Republicans continue to say, no, that's a fiction or no, that's not true. They're not willing to admit that there there is climate change, even though we're seeing around the world examples of climate change and drought and how it's affecting the water table and like over in Europe there are a number of rivers that are dry um even here out west in Las Vegas Lake Mead the water continues to drop and it's a, and there are a number of water tables affected out west that where five states are going to have to start rationing water. So it's a very, very serious situation. And I think this is the beginning of taking steps to address that. And we need to take, um, take be aware of it. And even though environmental issues don't play well in the black community, we have been the most affected by environmental issues. So we need to be aware and watch and see how we benefit from this legislation. Besides, it's gonna lower prescription drugs um, and fighting climate change. And um, it also affects healthcare insurance. And um, the president and the vice president, I will be going out on a tour across America to talk about what this bill means and how it's gonna affect us. So I think everyone should take step up, take notice, read about it ask for information, and then see how it's going to affect their wallet in the coming months. Because um, drug prices have been going, um, have become outrageous to every, especially the diabetes medication has been outrageous. And even though Republicans removed the cap for diabetic medication, I'm hoping that pharmaceutical companies will go ahead and start lowering the cost of diabetic medication for people because it's just too much. No one should have to choose between food and medication to survive, especially when you're a diabetic. Yes, definitely. I'm just glad the Democrats are getting are getting stuff done because it seemed like for a while I was like, what are you guys doing? You're just sitting in the office. You're not getting anything done. So I'm just glad Biden was able to get this through. Well, I, I think, I, I think, you know, the, the Democrats have a few knuckleheads who their own sense of power because they hold the weight of certain issues in their hand. And I think it's unfair when at the end of the day, they should be rooting for the country and not for ideology. Also their own legacy and you know, politics is power and everybody wants a little bit of power. But I think at the end of the day, they need to over, they need to circumvent their own desires 
and get with the bigger picture. Because the bigger picture is if the Republicans get in control, that means Trump will be in control and this country will go to hell in a handbasket in one way or another, people will perceive. And I think that all the successes that we've gotten, we don't want to take a step back. We want to take a step forward. And the fact that the Democrats are proving that they're leading, not only leading, but they're governing and they're taking care of people. Yes, it hurts right now, but you know what? In the long run, it's going to smooth out. It's going to get better. I mean, gas prices are starting to come down. I, I think that we will, not everything is going to be fixed right away, but they're working on it. Yeah. And I think the fact that they're working on it is sending a message to the business community, you need to work on it and get your act together because everyone can't pay for everything. So. Yeah, agreed. So there's that. Um, the next story that we got... Now, we talked about Serena a few weeks ago when she was here for the um, Black Tech Week. Right. And Serena came back to Cincinnati. It was not really announced. But all of a sudden, she said, yeah, I'm going to play in the Western Southern Open. And she did. She showed up to the tournament. Um, she played a game. She lost. Mm -hmm. And she's now heading to the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, but she played. Yeah. And the fact that she played Western Southern after she announced, which I still need to go get that vanity, that um, Vogue, was it Vogue? Was it, Vogue? I, it, yeah, it was, was either Vogue. Vanity Fair, it was, yeah, was it Vogue? Okay, yeah. It was Vogue. Okay. The, the Vogue, the cover, of, I want to get that magazine, Vogue magazine, because I want that story. Also, I think that's such an awesome picture of her with her daughter. Um, but I, I think the fact that I like her style and how she announces what she's going to do. And she's going she's gonna to do it her way. She's going to go out of the tennis world her way. She wants to have another kid. And I think that she is, I think her parents at Black Tech Week was the beginning of seeing her as a businesswoman and not just as an athlete. She's, she's, she's evolving. And her sister Venus also has side businesses as well. And I think they're both evolving into these business people. And I think it's fantastic that she's doing it her way. I'm sorry she lost because I would like to see her win one more, you know, one more grand. Yeah, that'd be but nice. If not, then play, lose, say goodbye. And I and I think that's that style, that's character, and she's doing it her way instead of having anyone else say one more time. So yeah. Then we have Ezra Miller. Now you would tell me about this guy because. I'm not, I've watched Flash and the Marvel here and there, um, but he's more of the TV show, I believe. Well, Ezra, well, I mean, there are two Flashes. That they got the Flash on the TV show. That's portrayed by Grant Gustin. They got Flash on the big screen, the movies. That was, that, and that's being played by Ezra Miller, uh, Miller currently. Like, okay. he was casted, like, way back in, like, 2014 because there's there's there was supposed to be a flash movie like that was supposed to come out in like 2018 so due to covid and just you know script changes and you know directors coming on board and leaving and stuff you know we're just now getting a flash movie it's it's all you know it's been all coming together but you know Ezra Miller he's just uh uh he's just he's just uh He's taking a once in a lifetime opportunity. He's flushing it down the toilet. So 
I know. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. I hate it when young people um, have these wonderful opportunities to um, achieve their dream, be creative, showcase what they can do, and their life, their actions in their life affect their ability to, to work. And obviously this young man needs some help. Um, something's going on with him for all the things that have occurred. Um, he's been accused of harassment. He's, you know, he's, he's broken into somebody's house. Allegedly he is just, you know, someone has a restraining order against him, you know, and, and I think it's, it's kind of sad that he is acting this way when he has such a promising career and everything's about to happen for him. So I, I can only think good things for him. And um, and I'm sorry, I, I, I keep forgetting. Um, he's Ezra Miller is non-binary. So folks, I'm I'm trying to remember to use the they or them pronoun. So ex excuse oh, us if we excuse us if we forget. Uh, oh, it, that's it, right. It can, I forgot he is yeah. non-binary. Right. So, so, but with Ezra though, they've been having a problem ever. It's been it it started in 2020, like right during the pandemic. You know, lockdown. Everyone was locked down at home, you know, due to COVID and this video surfaces and they were in Iceland and they choked a female fan and threw her to the ground. And you would think after that, the studio would say, Ezra, you need to get some help, cut it out. What was that? But they, I guess the studio just pretended the video didn't exist or whatever, because it just kept happening. Ezra just kept getting in more trouble and just more trouble. They went to Hawaii, apparently harassed people, like you said, second degree assault, just, uh, just, it's, it's just a big mess. And then, and then they groomed a, a minor too. So I'm just like, that's the most alarming part to me is just grooming a minor because apparently they met I can't remember the girl's name, but they met the girl when she was 12 and right. And they're still living with the girl now that she's 18. And then most recently, Miller was charged, you know, on August 8th with a felony burglary because apparently they wanted to get some alcohol. I don't know why you couldn't just go to the store and get some alcohol, but whatever. But they finally released a statement to the press saying that, they're going to get professional help and all that stuff because apparently this this flash movie is supposed to be really good and plus it costs like 200 million dollars so i think warner bros studios that's releasing the flash they want to try to salvage this movie the best way that they can okay i had to stop i'm, I'm just gonna let you know you you know the word grooming was used now i i know grooming is about good grooming you know looking good things like that I did not know that there was another definition for grooming. Oh, I looked it up. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Oh, this is more serious than I thought." Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, I just want to let the audience know: if you don't understand what they mean by grooming, um, look it up. Yeah, it's 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 it it just the thing it's, with Ezra. The, the stories just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And when you know, when I first heard about their situation, I just assumed, well, they're having like really bad mental health troubles because, you know, it just, it happens to a lot of people, but it, you can't even excuse the situation now. You know, it's like, it's beyond 
Well, what I'm just saying, they need to put in a lot of work in order to win, you know, people's trust back. Because oh, yeah. because Ezra is not because Ezra is fired from the Flash, even though they haven't officially announced it. They're fired. They're never going to be the Flash again. But they're they are not going to get another role for maybe five to ten years. They're you know they're persona non grata in Hollywood right now. So I just hope Ezra gets all the help that they need, and I'm just glad that they didn't do any more damage because. It's one thing to self-destruct, but to take people down with you, that's inexcusable. It is. It is. And I, I, I just think that um, the fact that he is stopping to do it now before anything happens, much, much worse. And then, and then also, it kind of ruins the flash for me, like the movie. Because, first of all, they couldn't, can't, they couldn't recast, because I know some people were saying, well, why can't they recast the movie? Or why can't they... You know, put in another actor because first of all, the movie costs two hundred million dollars. So, and they're in virtually every scene of the movie, so they can't really reshoot it or recast the role because at, at a certain point, you know, you you're just gonna start losing money. But apparently, the studio has so much faith in this movie, and then maybe I don't know, maybe by twenty twenty three, we'll forget all about Ezra. Well, you know. Well, I don't know if we'll forget, but I guess they're hoping like the heat dies down a little bit. But like I said before, I'm glad that they're getting mental health, tre seeking treatment for it. So, and that's the important thing. Yeah, that that is the important thing. So, um, but other than Ezra, uh, I think as someone who, Ezra is the extreme of someone in an industry um, whose actions have, um, have made have made questionable actions. Um, I would say in the political arena, I, I think we we are witnessing history in a unique form. Liz Cheney lost her primary. Yes. And um, I want to say I'm shocked, but I'm not. I'm not shocked that she lost her primary because Wyoming is very Trump esque. Only two counties out of all the counties in Wyoming went for Liz. Just um, two? Wow. Just two. Wow. Um, it wasn't even close. Jeez. No, it wasn't even close. And in fact, Trump, you know, won Wyoming when he ran for president. Right, right, right. Um, and I, I think that, um, but what we saw, what we witnessed, if anyone watched her speech when she conceded her race, I think we saw something more. We've actually we've been we've been seeing the development of something more for a while with the January sixth committee, but her speech last night was a good testament to that being a politician is more than belonging to a party or more believing in an ideology. Being a politician is about supporting the country, and doing what's best for the country and the people, even if you may not support everybody. Right. And. I think the fact that she said, I stand for the country and the constitution, not just for an ideology. And I think that she was setting herself up for a 2024 run. I think she's going to run for the White House. Well, you know what? It's like, I'm not Republican. I don't vote Republican. But just saying, you know, if I was Republican, I she would probably be my first choice because you know, this whole Trump train, it's going to come to an end eventually. I think people forget 
just because like one politics, it comes in waves, you know, the Trump wave is engulfing the Republican Party right now, but that's going to end soon. I don't know when it's going to end, but it will end soon. And I, I, I honestly can't wait for that wave the end. But <laughs> but I, I just like Liz Cheney because she actually has she has a backbone. She's not afraid to stand up to Trump. It's like I've seen all these conservative politicians. I guess they, they support Trump because they're afraid that he'll call them mean names on social media and stuff. You know, just look at Ted Cruz, who just basically just... Um, well, I really don't like Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz has no backbone at all. But no, that's, that's, that's really I mean, But I, I think uh, she's very much her father's daughter. Right. That that the I mean, she is Dick Cheney's. Yeah. If, if you ever want to say who who amplifies who who is the best example of Dick of the essence of Dick Cheney, yeah. it's Cheney. But she has taken it. I mean, she has not changed her viewpoint. She's still very much Republican. But yeah. she also proved that just because you're Republican does not mean you stop believing in the country and the Constitution. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that she set she set the standard of what the country needs to be looking for in the in whoever runs next for the White House. Right. I mean, Joe Biden is probably is going to run for re-election, and I think anyone who wants to oppose him, there's a standard that's been set. Um, and I think for the Republicans. Liz Cheney has set that standard, which a number of people who are eyeing, you know, the, a run don't even meet that standard. Now, whether or not the ideologues of the Republican Party believe in Trump or don't believe in Trump, I think we need to see what's going to happen. But I think she set a standard that I don't think the Republicans can meet, especially right. those who want to run for the White House. I right. don't think they can meet it. And I think ethically, char character-wise, not just politically, but I think she solidified political power. She solidified the fact that she stands for a country, she stands for the flag, and she stands for the American people. From what we've seen the examples from Ted Cruz, from Rick DeSantis, who is you know the governor of Florida, um, and a few other people who are, who are Republican who want to run for the what I call the big chair, they don't meet that standard. They don't oh. meet that that high that when you take the oath of office to be president, you are supposed to uphold the con the laws and the Constitution. Trump didn't do it. We're finding out much more about how Trump has not done it. Oh, and yeah. everyone who's believing in his lie and gleaning onto that, at the end of the day, they have to choose Trump or the country. Yeah. And I, I think, unfortunately, those who believe in Trump are also probably former Tea Partiers. Yeah. So we're seeing the evolution of the Tea Party, which is sad. But um, I, I think that we just need to um, watch what happens with Liz Cheney because January 6th committee is still operating. Right. She still will be in office until the end of the year. Right. And we'll see what happens in 2023. So, you know, my eye right now on my list to watch is Liz Cheney. So, yeah, definitely. And last but not least for our chocolate news is for the 34th annual Black Family Reunion. It's going to be the um, uh, Black Family Reunion. Um, I know we had a quasi one last year. Um, it was limited in scope and everything, but we still had it. But this year 
it's all in everyone's back. People can come. Um, it's, it's, I think it's going to be interesting and exciting. Um, tomorrow night, you know, Michael Eric Dyson is going to be speaking as the first to kick this off. He is, um, and then on, you know, Friday we have the Heritage Brunch, I mean, Heritage Breakfast, and Iris Rowley, our local activist, is going to speak. And then it's go have fun, see what's going to happen, enjoy the concerts, enjoy the activities. Hey, it's a chance to hang out, walk yeah. around. And I think the, the weather's going to be a little iffy on Sunday, but Saturday alone is going to be terrific. So I, I encourage everyone to get out. Raheem is going to be in concert. Yeah, he sure is. And then you even got the Clark sisters also. Yeah, and then I think what's really exciting is Donnie McCurquin, Reverend Donnie McCurquin, is going to be, um, he is going to hold church Sunday mm. morning. Take him um, to church. <laughs> he's going to take him to church. He, it's sad he can't sing anymore um, due to a medical condition. Really? I did not yeah. know that. Oh. Yeah, he had a problem with his vocal cords. Oh. And he's lucky that he can talk. And um, if you ever heard, if you haven't heard Pastor McCurkwin speak, preach, go here and preach. Because the man will knock you off your seat. Knock you off your seat. He gives a powerful word. I've only got to hear him um, a couple of times over you know the course of my lifetime. Um, I've heard him sing more than I've heard him preach. And his voice is, is beautiful, but his depth and faith is um, is wonderful. And the, the 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 he I think the fact that he had a problem with his throat, um, you know, everyone has to learn a lesson or two. And God will throw uh, an incident or a something in your way to either help you grow or help you help you grow in a different way than you ever thought possible. And I think for Donnie McCurquin, you know, he was a singer. He's been singing all his life. But I think he had an issue of where he had a choice of talking again or and being able to preach or singing. And I think he chose just just get me to talk and I'll preach. Mm. And he did. By the grace of God, as, as I've heard him explain, by the grace of God, I got my voice back. And that is enough. And I, I think he's very humble. Um, I think he's gone through a lot of um, life lessons dealing with this new reality for him, which has been some time. But, you know, I, I think it, it, I'm going to be down there. I'm gonna, I want to hear him. Um, and then I'll be volunteering in a booth later after he preaches. But I want to hear him preach. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. It definitely sounds like a fun weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'll be around watching, catching action. And then, you know, keep watching, um, you know, the other stories that are ever-present evolving around us. Um, you know, football season is about to get started and all the happenings that are happening around that, whether it's college level or national. I think we, we have a... A uh, very interesting fall coming up, so I'm looking forward to it, and I'll just keep my eye on the next Chocolate News. Definitely. Well, folks, that's it for today's show. I want to thank my new co-host, Andrea, for discussing all this Chocolate News. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you, John.
And remember, folks, you can find out more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. And in addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now looking for news distribution and delivery agents. Please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander-Reese, and have a good day.